have I've I've no no brain power apparently to have a response. I just like I started thinking about it and then I scrolled up and I was like, what? <laughs> just like, hang on. I know exactly what's set in here. I just don't know what to say. Yeah, I was just like, all right. I just, um, uh, anyways, anyways, okay. Uh, I, I got it's again. Okay. okay, all right. Anyways, all right. tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Pokemon Go is hitting the ground running this January. It's back to basics with Dex Entry number 001. I've got some mixed feelings about this month's Community Day. Hoot Hoot stole the show this past New Year's Eve. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 174. It's January 9th, a frigid, almost freezing outside Sunday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and with me, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how's it going? I, I just want to correct Chris, and according to my computer, it is 10 degrees outside right now, so it is beyond freezing. Oh, it is below freezing. Yes. Uh, well, you know what? Things change around here really fast. Actually, you know what? That's not true. I, I went outside earlier today. I was like, I'm going to take a walk, and it was 14 degrees, so <laughs> I guess that was true at that point in time, too. So, hmm. I don't know. It's hard to keep track, but <laughs> anyway... Kyle and I are here for our first, I guess, kind of normal episode of 2022. Oh, my gosh. I think a little bit of explanation is in order here, uh, and we'll, we'll get you caught up. But before I get ahead of myself, before we cover anything else, big shout out, as always, to the new patrons we've received since the last time we got the chance to go through the list. And that is Jens, Garen, Zachary, the pop singers, Nick. Kevin, Ryan, Jude, and Mimi increased their pledge. Thank you so very, very much for your uh, increased pledge or your pledge in the first place. We hope that you're enjoying the patron discord and more about patronage at the end of the show. All right. So where have we been the past couple of weeks? Well, <laughs> Kyle filled in um, for me about, was it a week ago um, with Fish and DeFi E? And the week prior to that was Christmas week. And I had said that we probably wouldn't miss an episode because you know, our recording days did not fall on the holidays themselves. Christmas week came and I was like, I'm not going to have enough time to edit. Let's just take this week off and then we'll do next week because it's New Year's like whatever. All right, fine. Come and go. The week <laughs> the week after that for New Year's week, I went and got my booster shot um, for my COVID vaccine, my third dose. And I was feeling kind of the symptoms. I wasn't feeling too hot. And then Kyle and I were like, okay, well, let's just wait because, you know, let's wait until like Thursday or something. Let's figure this out or, or a different day. And I turned out to actually uh, contract. I still have no idea how it happened, uh, but full blown COVID. So I had COVID for about a week. I tested negative today. We're recording. Well, really just back in the saddle right away. But Kyle was nice enough to cover for me. And I think he did a great job. Um, and Fish and DeFi made a, a PvP corner segment, as always, because they're the true MVPs of this podcast. Let's be <laughs> honest, Kyle. <laughs> so if I sound ill or sick throughout this, I'm still getting over some stuff, but we're all good. 
thanks again, Kyle, for filling in. I appreciate you. Anytime. There would have been more if we hadn't delayed to see if Chris would feel better. But by the time we decided we needed something to do, it's like there's no time to organize anything more to happen. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah it was kind of it was kind of a, a close a close quarters uh, decision making <laughs> when it came to this last minute. So anyway, we're here. Well, the show has not gone away. We're still going to keep the weekly format. Just had kind of a weird few a uh, few weeks. So anyway, happy new year, everybody. We have a lot of news to catch up on and a lot of things in general to catch up on. But first and foremost, Kyle, you and I set some goals like a while ago. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. You didn't cover goals in the episode you covered. No, no, we didn't. No. So this was prior to December community day, these goals. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Are you, uh, <laughs> okay. are okay. you ready, Freddie? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. 30 GBL matches. Have you done that since, I don't know, like a month ago? <laughs> yes, I did do that. Okay. Did you finish your mischief unbound research? Yes. Oh, wow. Look at you. Stardust challenge for, yeah. yes. Well, uh, yeah. December. Okay. The December CD 2020 special research. Uh, the old no. one. I, uh, no, I'm pretty sure I set that goal in relation to this one because I'd already beat it, completed the other one. Oh, I think I meant to say 2021. I wrote yeah. 2020. All right, 2021. Uh, nice. I, I did not do the 2021 one. I also did not obtain it, so I'm I'm okay. You didn't obtain. You didn't log in during the event at all. No. What? It, it's the it's the paid one. I did not receive a, a copy of it. Oh, well, I, I think I maybe I did and I didn't claim it at the time. I really was like, I'm not taking part in this community day at all. Yeah. All right. So that's four out of five because you did say maybe some, maybe, maybe new research. So we'll count that as a as a miss. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just a miss. to just to kind of give a little bit of I don't know levity to some of this. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to catch thirty shinies. I did just that. I caught thirty shinies. I think like exactly over the two days. Twenty five GBL matches. I did that. One million experience. I did much more than that. 500,000 Stardust, I did that. Whatever new research did that. And 100 eggs, knocked that out of the park. It was a really active weekend for me. I played a whole bunch. But that was a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. It was a lifetime ago. My last shiny was a tall boy I got on Christmas. I was just trying to look and see what X happened. Oh, that's right. And you sent me a picture of that. That's right. Yep. I need to start transferring shinies. It's it's becoming a problem. Oh, uh, so okay. So since Community Day, I have caught... A Snover, a uh, oh, Daramaka, a Delhi Regular Bird? or Galarian, though? Uh, gal- oh, regular, regular. Okay. So I have two of those now. That's a full family. Uh, the Ribbon, Delhi Bird. Hey, that's great. I love that. I got one of those. Not this year. I got it last year. And a Heatran. Heatran. Oh, yeah, I did a couple of Heatran. Don't ask me uh, why. I like raids. I like hanging out with friends. You know, it's fun. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know <laughs> okay, well, well. We'll set some new goals at the end of this show. And uh, for Pokepole this week, just to kind of get you thinking ahead of time, we're going to be asking everybody to set their goal for the entire year, at least one thing. So you can start thinking about that now. Kyle, listener, me, all of us, group think, brainstorm, put it on the back burner. We're going to be going into the news section now, and, and it's it's chock full of a lot of stuff. So let's do it. Yo, what's the news? What's going on? All right. So as advertised, a whole lot of news. First things first, and actually this is kind of the encapsulating framework for this entire section, but January events and more. Yeah, so there's a new event, and as such, Niantic has laid out a nice little template of things to expect this month. Let's go through kind of the highlights. 
January research breakthrough until February 1st at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Onyx will be your weekly research reward. This was originally going to also include Steelix Mega Energy, but for some reason there was a complication and they decided to put it in timed research that will be available during that time period uh, that will reward 200 Steelix Mega Energy instead. So uh, what was already kind of an arguably lackluster research breakthrough <laughs> has become an even more lackluster research breakthrough. It's uh, they're, terrible. They're, I'm, not, I'm not missing any hype around Onyx, right? I'm not doing any disservice here. I mean, the only thing to mention, I feel, is that it's a permanently boosted shiny rate. Yeah. So that's at least okay. It's it's the one in se- one like one in seventy, I think, sort of like a like a chancy or something. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make it exciting. I don't know. I feel sure. like it's been trotted out for a lot. I still and- don't know what research breakthroughs are supposed to be anymore. Oh, you mean like their identity? Yeah, like I don't know what the role of the breakthrough is anymore. It feels it's just kind of like a here's the flavor of the month. Here you go. You know? Yeah, it's it's very frustrating to see something like like this onyx here. I don't know. Other flavors of the month are good. Like a like a Darumaka is a good flavor of the month. It was themed. Dino. You know? Yeah, you know, Dino is just an ex- a more exciting Pokemon in general. But Yeah, but that was during Dragon Spiral month, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The research break loop really lacks an identity and it just it becomes extra apparent when you get something like this where it's like, oh, we released Mega Steelix. Sure, we'll include Onyx because not everybody doesn't already have a bunch. And if you're going to do Mega Raids, you're just going to catch the Steelix anyways. So, right. That's very true. Uh, That being said, I did like the idea of them originally pairing it with Mega Energy. That's cool. But it, it did fall through, so hey. But the, the thoughts, what counts, right? Anyway, uh, shiny Mega Steelix is cool for the record. I don't think anybody will disagree that it is very cool. I think Mega Steelix is is a solid Mega in general. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It will have its its moment of discussion here on the show. I'm sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, also, weekly one Pokecoin bundles every Monday, each with a remote raid pass. That's kind of par for the course now. Let's talk about raids. He trans in five-star raids until January 15th. Genesect with a shock drive is in five-star raids from January 15th through the 24th. And Regice is in five-star raids from January 24th to February 1st. All right, first of all, Heatran, we've seen it around a whole lot. Kind of a filler. Genesect with shock drive, technically new, technically exciting. Catch your one, and that's probably going to be it. The shiny's not even released for this because while the original base, I'm going to say this every single time we talk about Genesect, the original base release in raids for Genesect is shiny. And that's with what burn drive, right? The other one, there's not. The, the other two drives we have, no shiny. And that's frustrating. Regice is shiny, and it's not very exciting. It's kind of a, a joke filler. Uh, to a lot of people. And I, I can't think of a reason as to why it would be in rotation at this time. I can't either. But if we get info for February and we see the other two Reggie's afterwards, I might lose my mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> We'll buy you a, a patron funded uh, plane ticket to Niantic headquarters where you can pick it. And live blog some of that for us. That swear sounds to God. great. I swear to God. 
in Mega Raids, as mentioned, you'll, you'll be seeing Mega Aerodactyl in Mega Raids until February 1st. That's the rest of the month. Raid hours, which happen every Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. January 12th will feature Heatran. January 19th will feature Genesect with a shock drive. Again, not shiny. January 26th will feature Regice. Spotlight hours, which happens the day before every week. It's on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. local time as well. January 11th is going to be Diglett, regular old Diglett with two times catch Stardust. January 18th will feature Plusle with two times catch candy. And January 25th will feature Minin with two times transfer candy. January 18th and the 25th is a good one for me to miss, I think. I don't want to catch any more Plusle. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I'm down to just one Plusle and one Minin because I traded them to people and I still don't want any more. I could use one more mining, but I could definitely not use any more plusles. No, no, no. Anyway, that's it for g- generic specific things for the month overall. Kind of a shortened, I guess, monthly overview, which is kind of nice. But there is, you know, a litany of events as there almost always is. First one up to bat here is January Community Day. It starts with trainers. We're excited to announce that Sfeel. The clap Pokemon will be featured during January's community day event. When is this happening? Sunday, January 16th. It's the clap Pokemon. The clap Pokemon. They can't be serious. Yeah. Yeah. It claps. It claps its fins. There's no need to think of anything else. None. None whatsoever. It couldn't have been like the spherical Pokemon. I don't know. Or like the, I don't know, the, is that a ball Pokemon? A Jigglypuff from above Pokemon? I don't know, man. I Okay, okay. Continue. continue. <laughs> when is it happening? Sunday, January 16th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Exclusive attack. This is kind of cool. Evolve Celio feels evolution during the event or up to two hours afterwards to get a wall rain that knows the charged attack icicle spear and fast attack powder snow. Making its Pokemon Go debut, this low energy charged attack will be sure to make wall rain shine. This is for Icicle Spear. In both trainer battles and gyms and raids, it does 60 damage. Uh, that doesn't mean a whole, lot of pe- a whole lot to you or anybody else outside of context, but I believe early on people were saying that this does wall rain a lot of good. From what I've seen, even people saying just Powder Snow being added actually does a lot of good without yeah. even factoring in that Icicle Spear is going to be of like a spammy move yeah absolutely uh community day special research story for one dollar or the equivalent price in tier new local currency you'll be able to access the Sfeel community day exclusive research story the Sfeel deal stay tuned <laughs> for when tickets for the Sfeel deal of special research story goes live okay uh, does the name rank what do you think i i think the Sfeel deal it doesn't like actually reference anything does it well, I think it's supposed to be the real deal. Like, it's the real deal. Oh, I... The Sfeel deal. I guess. I don't I know. Think, I think Sfeel or no Sfeel would have been a better Yeah, Sfeel or no Sfeel would have been good. Yeah. <sighs> That's okay. Hey, Niantic, come on, hire me. I'll, I'll write these. It's, it's okay. It's better. It's better than some, but it's no great ghastly. No, it's not. It's no great ghastly. Uh, bonuses for this event. Three times catch experience. Incense and lure modules activated during the event will last for three hours, and then there will be snapshot surprises of more likely Sveal. 
bundles. There'll be a special one-time purchase community day box available for 1280 Poke Coins, featuring 50 Ultra Balls, five Super Incubators, five Lucky Eggs, and an Elite Fast TM. And a bundle containing 30 Ultra Balls will be available at the shop at no cost. Be sure to pick them up during the event. All right, Kyle. Sphere mm-hmm. Community Day. Yay, nay. How are you feeling about this? Considering I've been predicting it for a little while now, I was not very surprised when it was announced. I think the only negative for the day in general is that they literally just released the shiny yeah. in conjunction with the Christmas slash December events. Not even like a month between them. I mean, just, approximately a month, but they yes. just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that is sort of a problem, but that was a holiday costumed feel. And there was a very, very limited window in between where regular feel has been av- attainable. So it's not like somebody could grind really hard and get the shiny feel and then feel cheapened by it because it's still a ho- holiday feel. It's still unique in that regard. Yeah. So I like feel. I like feel a lot. It's I've been waiting for it shiny for a while, so I'm I'm glad that it's happening. And and that's it. It's 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 cool. I'm less than enthused. I mean <laughs> everyone everyone here okay everyone needs to clip this entire section here because it's the only time in the world on this show where i will be the excited one and chris will be the one who's not feeling it all right so like i'm gonna be excited insofar as that it's a community day and i make myself hype for every community day because even when i'm not interested in the pokemon i know i'll have a good time because it's community day i like the format and it's a fun time to just go play right now Filtering all of that out, <laughs> I don't care for Sveal personally. I feel like this is a personal opinion here. I just don't like, okay, I like Sveal. Celio is cool. What I really don't like is Walrein. I can't stand Walrein. I think it's a really dumb looking Pokemon. I don't like its design. I don't like any of it. And I don't like that for some reason. Kyle thinks that there's nothing wrong with the Pokemon design whatsoever. <laughs> it looks like Bozo the Clown, but a walrus. It's awful. It is awful. Do not like. Sveal, perfect little baby. But we did just get the shiny release, like Kyle just said. Now, normally I would be like, whatever, it's not a big deal. And I'd probably hang my hat similarly on the costumed option being the shiny like draw on the last event. But the regular shiny was released with it as well. And it just came out. People have been kind of waiting for this one for a while. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not excited like normal. It's fine. I just don't like the the Pokemon. <laughs> yes, that's fine. At least I don't have to look at wall reigns all day. I just have to look at Sveal, right? So that's fine. And Sveal is adorable. Sveal is, is cute. Did you know that he like Sveal? Did you know that that comes from sphere and seal put together? You're blowing my mind, Chris. It's a cute Pokemon. I'm just not overly excited. But that being said, it's going to be next weekend. So uh, we'll have to set some goals next episode. It'll be fun. Okay. Next thing. Uh, The New Year's event. So here's just a little (laughs) summary. (laughs) Uh, This event has now passed. It was an egg themed event with event bonuses around hatching. There's like hatch two times hatch stardust, two times hatch experience and half distance uh, in incubators during the event. There was a new set of avatar items that are that were released and they're really stinking snazzy. It's like 
gold sequins or something like that. I bought the full set, including the glasses, and I'm going to wear them for a while because they are ridiculous. Um, remember the joke last year with the slow poke and the slow bro and the 2020 <laughs> and the 2021 glasses? Well, yeah. Niantic was like, you know what's funnier? That joke, but again. And so they did it. Slow King Sporting 2022 glasses were available in raids in addition to a few other holiday-themed Pokemon. Chiefly among these was Hoot Hoot, who featured an awesome top hat and bow tie in addition to its shiny being released for this event. Two things. First of all, about time. We got Hoot Hoot shiny. Second of all, New Year's Hoot Hoot. Like Kyle said last episode, might be one of my favorite costume Pokemon of all time. Just just underneath Popstar Pikachu. Just underneath. It is on par with Explorer Pikachu, I think. Really? You're you're gonna take that the New Year's spirit is on par with Whale more water bottle energy. I do. I think it. Just, I think it just looks so good. Oh my god! People it. tune in for the hot takes on this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, did you end up catching a, a shiny hoot hoot? Oh no, no. I tried, but not like really hard. I just, especially this time of year, I can't get myself to go play hard. For yeah, I was really stuff. upset because I love Hoot Hoot and I love the costume and I love the shiny because the shiny on the costume looked really good, too. But this was during the week that I was like laid up with COVID at home. So I wasn't about to even hop in my car and drive around because not responsible. Also, <laughs> probably wouldn't have gotten very far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, that was a cool event, but that's pretty much all there is to it. We would have talked more about it, but it's already done. So. There you go. Hope you caught some shinies, got some costume Pokemon, and I believe there was the next step to the Season of Heritage story. So I hope you get that done as well. Next event, which actually started two days ago, and it's ending this upcoming Thursday on the 13th at 8 p.m. It is the Mountains of Power event. The Season of Heritage story continues. Spark's intuition leads him to believe that the Mysterious Door's second mechanism requires the help of Rock and Steel-type Pokemon to unlock it. Journey through terrain reminiscent of the mountains found in regions like Johto and Sinnoh, and work with Spark to unlock the next mechanism. Event bonuses include, actually pretty much the only thing, is half walking distance to earn hearts with your buddy. So it's one kilometer per heart. Yep. That's cool. That is awful. That's that's awful. I went on a walk today and I got four hearts with my Pidgeot. It was awesome. (laughs) Woo! <laughs> no time to research. The event will feature time to research focused on catching Pokemon, hatching eggs and earning bunny candy. For example, the first, I believe, page was earn two candies, walkie with your buddy, hatch an egg and walk one kilometer. And the second page spoilers for all of you who don't want to hear this. Just hold on one second. Just so people have an idea. It's more of the same. Like I see hatch two eggs, earn two candies, walking with your buddy. And I believe it was also walk a kilometer but i've already finished that one so there's that so uh that's limited so you have until the 13th to finish that one complete the tasks to earn encounters with pokemon like mawile and beldum yeah more beldum yahoo wild encounters all of which can be shiny including the newly released slugma shiny which is sweet we were just talking about this last month weren't we i could have sworn we were slugma shiny uh zubat 
Machop, Geodude, Slugma, Nosepass, Barboach, Onyx, and Ferrisseed are all spawning in the wild during this event. Raids, Tier 1 will feature Alolan Geodude, Onyx, Beldum, and Bronzor. Tier 3 will feature Ursaring, Donphan, Metacham, and Absol. What's the what's the pre-evolved version of Donphan again, Kyle? Fampy. <laughs> uh, weird. That's a weird way to say Fampy. Uh, tier five is Heatran and in Mega, like we said, Mega Aerodactyl. There's no getting around the sharp pterodactyl. There's just not. Mm-mm. Field research tasks. Rewards include encounters with Alolan Geodude, Slugma, and Maul Wild. All right. Now, Kyle, this event to me sounds like it was written for you. Uh, you know, ha- hatching eggs, uh, earning candy with your buddy, walking in general. Um yeah, so how are you celebrating your Mountains of Power event? I'm catching the Machop and I'm shiny checking the Slugma and Pharaoh Seed. That's that sounds like a smart way to go. Yeah, that's that. I want to <laughs> I want to bring up just because I find this really funny. We have the Johto event coming up in February. And, you know, one of the big things is all of the remaining Johto Pokemon will be shiny. This is great. And right after they announce it, the next two featured shiny releases are Johto. I just, it's so funny to me. It's like, it is, really? It is funny. Really? But really? they did, they did manage to to pick two really good, appropriate ones. Yes. Uhu for New uh, Year's and Slugma for this, right? Sure. I mean, the Slugma, I can take it or leave it. The hoo-hoo was great, but. Well, the Slugma makes sense because it's, you know, magma and there's mountains and stuff, right? That makes sense to me. But, but still, um, I think they're making good use of them. I, I just thought it was very funny and timing because there's definitely other mountainous Pokemon you could do. <laughs> there definitely are other mountainous Pokemon. They could have ran Larvitar again and people would have been thrilled. Yeah, probably, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so for the second to last event, which we actually have the least amount of details for, is the electric and steel themed event inspired by the Kanto power plant. Now, when we say Kanto power plant, Kyle, what, what sort of nostalgic memories and slash or maybe Pokemon come back to your mind? Uh, I mean, Voltorb, Magnemite mm-hmm. and Zapdos is really that was it, at least. Wasn't in, Electabuzz in there, too? Was the you know, there probably was. Is this is this the one where you could potentially catch another a Pikachu in there, too? I feel like. Pikachu was probably in there, but artificial Pokemon was is always been synonymous with the power plant, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair assessment. Uh, So this is what Niantic has to say about this upcoming event from Wednesday, January 19th at 10 a.m. local time to Tuesday, February 1st at 10 a.m. local time. Continue working with Spark to gather up some electrifying Pokemon to activate the final part of the mysterious door. It seems that some nefarious forces have also caught wind of the door and power it may contain. Sounds like Rocket might be showing up. Maybe we'll be getting another Shadow Zapdos or something. Possible. Uh, but we'll know more about those details hopefully next week or the week after. I don't know. We'll I see. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh we have uh, details about this last event here though. It's it's new, it's interesting. Kind of uh, a discussion topic in the community recently. Community Day Classic. Back to Bulbasaur. Trainers return to the roots of Community Day during the season of Heritage. As a special treat, we'll be holding Community Day Classic and bringing back a favorite, Bulbasaur. 
So when is this happening? Saturday, January 22nd from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. For those of you that weren't around back in the day before uh, Community Days were marathon, six-hour events, they used to be 11 to 2. And so this is a departure. It's still within the, the extended period of time, but it's the latter three instead of the first three like it used mm. to be. And that's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. Uh, Feature Pokemon will be Bulbasaur. <laughs> Obviously, we're expecting something else, I hope. The exclusive attack, it's going to be Frenzy Plant. So if you evolve into a Venusaur, it'll note Frenzy Plant. Uh, Kyle, should people care about this? Yeah, this is great. I'm excited, but Frenzy Plant's very good. Frenzy Plant Venusaur is very good. Okay, so. great. That's what I figured. Everybody knew that. I just wanted to clarify with Mr. Gear Up himself. Community Day special research story for US $1 or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. You'll be able to access the Bulbasaur Community Day Classic exclusive special research story. Bulbasaur Community Day Classic. How creative. Stay tuned for when tickets go on sale. Uh, event bonuses, it's the same as the Community Day from uh, from this month as well. So it'll be three times catch experience. Incense and lure modules will last for three hours when they're used during the event. And you can take snapshots. Probably be Bulbasaur, I would assume. There's going to be bundles as well. I believe they're the same exact bundles being offered. So there will be another one-time purchase Community Day box for $12.80. Poco coins featuring 50 Ultra Balls, 5 Lucky Eggs, 5 Star Pieces, and an Elite Charge TM. And then there will also be 30 Ultra Balls available in the shop at no cost. So be sure to pick those up. All right. So Community Day Classic, also known as CDC. Kyle, you think this is going to be a, a new series of events or are they just doing Bulbasaur to kind of test the waters? Um, I mean, they're, they're definitely testing the waters, but this is very good. I really like this a lot. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's, it's so good. It is smaller in scale because it's only the three hours but it's bringing back something that's desirable and it just like fills a nice space in the time for people who really want to fill out their time with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about it if you've already done it, if you care. So now how would you feel about this event? If this was instead of the community day for the month, I'd be not upset because it's Bulbasaur this time, but I'd be very upset once we got around to more. And I'm only biased because Bulbasaur happened before I started dedicated playing Go. So now let's say we go through Squirtle and then we have a Charmander community day or sorry, it'd be Charmander than Squirtle, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So for Charmander community day classic, even if it's separate from the community day, will you still feel like it's a good idea or no? Uh, I do. Yes. I think okay. if it was a separate day and its own thing, I think it's nothing but positive. Yeah, I would very much, I would very much agree. I think this, there's no negatives to this event. I think it's great. It doesn't take place of anything else. Like Kyle said, it fills that niche in another space where there, you know, could be a nice little event. It lets people catch up that just started playing or like us happen to miss this despite playing this since its inception, essentially. All positives. I've seen some people complain about this and I usually try to represent Every perspective, Kyle and I try to explore every perspective on the show that we understand. I just don't understand that one. So I'm not going to lie. I, I was going to ask because I actually haven't seen any opposite side to this one. I haven't seen anyone say, oh, man, look at this. So maybe I'll have to look it out. I, I think generally speaking, the negative 
sense toward this event is kind of the the normal catch-all negative perspective that people offer when they see something put into the game that they that they view as extra or superfluous and there are still errors with core gameplay which is a fair perspective to have it's just not the reality of game development so uh, you know whatever so i i think my last thought on this is there's also a danger to this classic in becoming too reliable in that what if they don't want to do this every month, but they do it like two months in a row and they skip a month and then people are going to get really upset about that. If yeah. they start to grow accustomed to it, that that's going to happen. That, that type of situation, because we will have months where there is an event every weekend and they won't be able to just do this because people will complain. There's too much. What I really hope they do is that they, they play around with the time a whole lot. I hope that they can mm-hmm. do like a, Saturday from 8 to 11 p.m. or a.m. and then do like a a 6 to 9 p.m. and another one like really play around with it you know yeah I think one of the good things is if they do this it needs to be all killer no filler they can't bring back Mareep to do this kind of thing I feel oh you know yeah the the key starters Tyranitar Beldum Bagon stuff that people are going to be excited to see like you know they can't do trap inch <laughs> there's gonna no. be no trap inch classic community day because there will be riots so that's that's a fair assessment i i would agree with that i, I don't want to see a trap inch community day in any shape or form again so Anyway, so it sounds like you and I are both kind of on the same page. Pretty excited about this. Um, And generally speaking, everybody else seems to be pretty jazzed about it, too. So Yahoo! Good on you, Niantic. Let's let's mark our calendars for this one as well. Uh, But that wraps up the news section. And this week, because we had so much news, uh, we decided to forego the gear up section of this episode. So we will just transition straight into Poke Lore. So for this week's Poke Poll, we have... Hoot Hoot and Noctowl, the, you guessed it, owl Pokemon. What, they're owls? They, <laughs> they couldn't be clever. They couldn't even come up with two classifications oh. for them. It's okay. I thought they were just it's like okay. goth parrots or something. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Hoot Hoot was just like a bird that swallowed a tennis ball or something. <laughs> Actually, it would be more like a volleyball. Wilson! But <laughs> no! Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Hoot Hoot is an avian Pokemon that resembles an owl with a round body. Most of its feathers are brown, but its belly is cream colored. It has large red eyes, a small pinkish beak, stubby wings, and a fan-like tail with three feathers. Encircling its eyes are black rings. The lower rim of the ring have three protrusions that resemble the teeth of a gear while the upper rims have extensions that resemble the hands of a clock. As seen in the anime, Hoot Hoot's feathers can grow to be shaggy, and the protrusions on its head droop. It has two pinkish feet, each with five clawed toes. However, it will typically only stand on one foot at a time, and alternates between the two at speeds too difficult to track with the naked. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We'll circle back. We'll circle back. (laughs) Hoot Hoot begins crying at exactly the same time every day and always tilts its head in the same rhythm. This ability is due to a special organ that senses the world's rotation and allows it to keep track of time. As a result, Hoot Hoot was considered a divine messenger of time 
and raised to serve as clocks a long time ago. Some trainers still use it as a clock today. Hoot Hoot is most commonly found nesting in trees in temperate and boreal forests. Look, hold on. <laughs> One foot at a time. Yeah. But it moves between the two too fast to track with the naked eye. Birds do this already. Real birds do this. Yeah, but not one that's shaped like a volleyball. How 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 is it switching feet so fast that you can't see it? What what is happening? Okay, all right. So you want to know what the reason is? Sure. All right. So the truth is that it is very common among barn owls and most birds to stand on one leg. Owls' legs have an adaptation called rete mirab- mirabile that minimizes heat loss. The arteries that transport warm blood into the legs lie in contact with the veins that return colder blood to the bird's heart. Arteries warm the veins. So they literally like pull them up into like they're their down, like their feather to keep them warm. And they're like, oh, no, my left leg is getting a little cold. <laughs> Swap them real fast. I can't. No, I can't. That's so ridiculous. It's great. It's great. That's, the fact that it happens so fast that you can't see with the naked eye is like an unnecessary detail. Yeah, that's but, that's the written by uh, six year olds that uh, some Pokedex <laughs> entries have that we love so much. But I will say explaining the time thing and the special organ and being used as clocks and stuff that is uh, like really Top grade world building. I love that. Agreed. Some stuff needs more of that. Oh, Some yeah. like, how do they make all of their flame? They're like, oh, you know, they just do. They fart. <laughs> that's Chimchar. He farts. Yeah, it's just, you know, when we get there, maybe uh, Slugma, you know, is like 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit or oh something. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it's that. right. Like, you shouldn't be able to stand within like a quarter mile of it without dying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're going to move on, though, because we still have Noctowl. Noctowl is a nocturnal Pokemon that is called the Emperor of Dark Nights by some. Not me. Who, I don't who, call him that. Who are these some? I, I need to know. Occult? <laughs> it has exceptional eyes that concentrate the faintest light and give it night vision. Supple wings capable of silent flight. And it can twist its head at a 180, 180 degree angle to increase its intellect. Huh. <laughs> I don't think that's what that means. I don't think that's what they meant to say. I that was not where I thought that sentence was. I think it means like it's it's perception. I don't know. I don't know. Its superior senses and intellect allow it to catch prey without fail in the darkness. It can also turn its head upside down, which signals that it is troubled by something. If disturbed in this state, it will peck at the offender. Noctowl is most commonly found nesting in trees in temperate and boreal forests. These two entries are so funny because they're just birds. They're just birds. Yeah, they're birds. But like they're smart and they can tell time. (laughs) Uh, This this is an example of a Pokemon that I really love because, yeah, it's just an owl, but it's it's very stylized. Hoot Hoot's super stylized. Yeah, I I mean, I'm a fan, but not for the same reason Chris is, and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm Mm-hmm. The stats, though, max CP at level 40 is 2024. At level 50, it's 2288. Wow. Not not great, but 225 stamina, 156 defense, and 145 attack. Just not fantastic stats at all. Best moveset is wing attack with sky attack and shadow ball. 
Noctowl does have some pretty good use in Great League and in a variety of cups. So it's it's a very useful Pokemon if you are a fan. Um, I sure. believe the other moveset uses Psychic instead of Shadow Ball. Uh, if you need to do that, there is some versatility with Noctowl, but Shadow Ball is just very good. Shadow Ball is is a very good stat wise. So when I was looking general. at the stats for this Pokemon, I was looking at its hidden ability because it's always something really fun to look at, which is something that does not pertain to Pokemon Go. It's something that happens in MSG uh, main series games. There's uh, an ability and then there's like a hidden ability that your Pokemon will do. Uh, that is not really said anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, for Noctowl, it's I think it's called Tinted Lens. And it makes it so that anything that any non not very effective damage it deals is doubled, which is awesome. What a cool ability. It's just it is. It's a great ability. It's the type of thing that would make stuff and go really interesting. Yeah. And it's also really easy to implement. But like that just makes Noctowl like I mean, its stats aren't great, but like it's a safe bet to carry around in your party, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's really cool. Big fan, big fan. But I believe that takes us into Pokepole already, Kyle. Wow. We're covering some ground. So last episode's question was, what is your top Pokemon Go related achievement or memory this year? First response is from Triptando. And they said, there are two main goals I achieved. First one being the big level 50. I hit that way earlier than I expected to, and I really loved those level up quests. Every aspect of the game is in there. Second one being able to hit legend in Go Battle League. I've invested a lot of time to learn a lot of things like move counting and swap timing. I knew I had it in me, but the climb in GBL is rough. It always goes with ups and downs. It's a really bumpy road to get there. It was the confirmation I sought to confirm to myself that I'm a good battler. The moment I saw that beautiful emblem flash before my eyes, I was actually moved to tears. It meant the world to me. The top memory for me is the Go Tour Kanto event. It was a cold day in February, but at least it was not raining, and we even had quite a bit of sun. The best part was seeing so many people at the local community playing outside again, while social distancing, of course, and enjoying this new one-day mega event. Looking forward to the Johto tour and also the masterwork research after it. I love me some long-term goals. I always love the thought of there being a bright future ahead of us. For 2022, the competitive goal is to improve my battle skills in the show six pick three format. I really want to test myself and want to find out how good of a battler I am. The sky is the limit. There's so many aspects to this game. Everyone has their preferences of what to do and which features they completely skip. But in the end, This game is about community. The main goal for 2022 is to meet you all out there one day. Well, I mean, I'm hoping so this year, too. I'm really hoping this year we get to, you know, go out and do some more stuff and see more people. We we are optimistically planning for a couple of events this year already uh, because we have to start playing those things now. And I'm really hoping, same as you, Triptando, that we get to meet more people this year. Yeah, that's that's a big one for for this year in general but thank you for the response this next one's from hanzi hello chris and kyle my favorite memory from this year is from the most recent community day i recently got my 10 year old son into pokemon go and he always looks forward to community days and loves catching shinies don't we all our usual routine for community days is to head out to the largest park in our town which is usually quite a lovely spot however this year we woke up to 30 centimeters of fresh snow a foot for you imperial types 
Thank you for including us. Have you seen? Which forced us to change our plans. We decided that it would be best to drive around to a few different spots close to our house as the roads were terrible and walking was out of the question. While sitting in the parking lot of a church with a gym and two stops, a message popped up on our local Discord saying a 100% gibble had spawned a five-minute drive away. And off we went. Before I had even parked the car, my son was yelling, I caught a shendo, I caught a shendo. I looked over and the look of pure joy and excitement on his face almost brought me to tears. He hasn't stopped talking about it and will tell everyone he meets, Pokemon player or not, that he has a Shundo. This made my year. Wishing everyone at the GoCast podcast a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Hanzi13. That can tell you how long we've been uh, collecting responses for this Uh, (laughs) this question. This was prior to Christmas. (laughs) So... (laughs) But yeah, no, that's incredible. What a cool moment for, for your kiddo. That's awesome. Congratulations to your son. That's really cool. That's a pretty great story. Also, I'm jealous. I still do not have a Shundo of any kind. So that's awesome. And for it to be a gibble. Oh, man. If you want a pro tip, Kyle? Hmm? You got to play the game. No. Hey, <laughs> how, many shun- how many Shundos you got? I have one. Okay. Okay. I don't want to hear it. I have one. You know when I caught it? Uh, the first EV community day. Okay. See, I don't want to hear it. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story with us, Hansi. <laughs> Next response is from Sarah Amanda. And they said, I have five that I can't choose between. So here we go. One, finally getting a Shundo fly on. I've been lucky trading for these since forever. Finally. I would still like a Shundo Trap Inch, though, for possible meme team utilities, so the hunt still <laughs> continues in a way, but still yay. Awesome. Two, level 50. But what really made it memorable was within 10 minutes of hitting level 50, my phone was blowing up for my local community with congrats. I didn't post anything. Were they watching my XP bar or what? That's pretty amazing. That's, that's, that's cool. pretty great. Yeah. Number three is Canto Tour. I visited my sister, who was a casual player. From her house, we could see 10 gyms, so it was a combination of driving, walking, and back to the house for breaks. We spent all day catching, catching, catching. I needed a grimer because I missed it during its featured hours, so it was so exciting to catch one during the end free-for-all time at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Four, finishing 4-1 in two Sylph tourneys, getting a physical badge for Vortex and Commander Cup. I started doing PvP as a fun way to engage with the community and to put to use the PvP Pokemon I've been collecting. My team is quite predictable. Whenever possible, it's Flygon plus five non-Flygons. <laughs> Who would have thought? I never expected to do well enough to get one, let alone two badges. Number five, finding out I'm not the only person in the Fish fan club. Nope. Nope. There's, You're there's, definitely not. There's, there's many people in the Fish fan club. Yes. Join us. Also, I admire your dedication to Flygon. Even if I am not a fan. I love Flygon as a Pokemon. I just don't in go as much. I think yeah. it's a cool Pokemon, but whatever. Hey man, whatever. I like don't... I like Vibrava a lot better. It's it's one of the rare <laughs> spots where the middle evolution is superior to the first or last, in my opinion. No, it's CP goes down. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't care about it. we just said you don't care about it in go anyways. I'm just saying this an experience when I evolved my first one I was like, what? <laughs> Is, I, is it broken? You just got to admit, it looks much better. It's very clearly a bug still. 
Yes, it definitely is a bug. And I, I will say that one of the things I have an issue about with uh, Flygon is that it should have been Bug Dragon and that was stolen from us. Yes, agreed. Yep. Well, anyway, thanks very much for the response, Sarah Amanda. Love the the five highlights. That's awesome. This next one is from Nine Thistles. My favorite Pokemon Go memory from this year was during Oshawott Community Day. My friends and I saw a hundo call out at a trailhead and rushed over. It took a bit to find, but I finally located it. One of my friends was having trouble locating it, GPS drift, and I was worried it was going to despawn on him. Then it gets really quiet and I'm thinking, oh no, he missed it. But then he turns his phone to us with a look of glee. <laughs> it was a shundo, the very first our group of three has seen, and such a good looking one to boot. We were all ecstatic. <laughs> That's awesome, Kyle. I'm waiting for your experience with this. Apparently, this is just this is just everybody's everybody's stories. They're getting their shundo. It's <laughs> yep, and that's it. GG, <laughs> dude. That's such a cool. That's such a cool story. Thanks for sharing that with us, Nine Thistles. That's that's neat. I hope that uh, that Oshawa got a good nickname. The next one is from Matters, and he said, "Hello, gents. Wow, what a year! And unlike last year, there's probably only half of it that I'd like to forget." <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about you, but I can't even make myself buy a bottle of wine with the year's 2019 slash 20 on it. This year's Pogo related achievements are for sure hitting level 50. And with the encouragement of your discord, I've been able to dive back into the self PVP cups. Been great fun and has driven me to up my battling skills. Big thank you to Fish and DeFi who have been a marvelous addition to the podcast. But also Astro Zombie, whose own podcast is like PvP Corner on steroids. I've also really enjoyed the GoCast podcast quarterly fitness challenge that has given me that nudge to get out for a walk, hatch some eggs, and track progress in the game. Big shout out to at Hansi13, who, like myself, must have shares in Niantic and their adventure back as he's blown me out of the water this quarter with 1,277 eggs hatched. To my 1,265. Oh, so It was close, a very close. It was so a very close. close battle. You know who was third? Who? Me with like 400 something. <laughs> oh, my God. If Look, that gives you perspective. <laughs> I mean, I didn't need the perspective because I know because I've only hatched. I'm pretty sure like 8,000 eggs in my account's life. So, and you're probably at like what twenty five thousand. Uh, did you see me pull up my phone? I'm about to check. Oh, I'm not even close. I'm at three thousand thirty one hundred. I'm at ninety one hundred. Okay, okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's insane. If if I wanted to just spend the money and always have nine incubators going, it wouldn't be a problem. But anyway, there's a little <laughs> bit more. I'm sorry for modders. I'm sure you'll agree. A cracking effort. Yes, we, we do agree. <laughs> Thank you for giving us something to look forward to each week, chaps. All the best for the new year and positive, shiny vibes all. So many eggs. Myers is an egg hatching machine, but he's also a rating machine. So he does it all. Myers does it all. And, and now PVP as well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Everyone. Somebody stop this man. <laughs> Somebody. My goodness, Matters, uh, let me know when your podcast is coming out, because that's when we'll have to hang up our hats, I suppose. Uh, we can't compete. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the response, Matters. This next one is an email, and it's from Jay. Hi, Chris and Kyle. This is my first time writing in, but I've been listening to the podcast for over six months now. So glad to see Spotify finally added a star ranking feature 
So I was quick to jump onto that. Five stars. All right, Jay, first of all, thank you. And secondly, uh, general listening public. Yes, I was saving it for the end of the show, but I forgot that this mentions that there is Spotify ratings. I'll rant <laughs> about it later. My response to this week's Pokepoll about my favorite Go achievement slash memory this year would have to be getting the shiny Riolu Lucario family. Nice. Oh, gosh. Riolu and Lucario have been some of my favorite Pokemon since I was a kid, second only to Gengar. Aw. <laughs> After countless 10-kilometer heartbreaks over the last year or so, I was lucky enough to finally hatch two from the 7-kilometer event with Mime Jr. this year. Wow. I am over the moon, and my Riolu should go best buddy tomorrow. Hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. All the best from Down Under, Jay. Well, I'm very jealous. I felt very blessed with my one shiny Rio loop, but two, since you get the Lucario, that's a handsome shiny. Big fan. Very jealous. I, I am very jealous. I would still like one. I just Eventually. can't bring myself to hatch the truckload of eggs that it will take. Well, you know what you have to do. Yeah. You I know don't. what you have I am to not, do. I am not strong enough to do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you very much, Jay, for the response. Our last response in the form of an email is from Waco Beans. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Waco Beans here. I've only been playing Go for five months at level 34. It has quickly become my favorite game. My favorite Go moments are catching my first legendary Palkia as a Go battle reward, maxing out my Mel medal, doing a three-star raid solo, Toxicrope. Nice. I love the feeling of a clutch Go battle win. Shiny vibes all beans. I gotta say, I just I really enjoyed solo three star raids. They're they're oh yeah, some of the most fun I have in Go. It is definitely the benefit of being a higher level trainer. I remember struggling with those, and now being able to do three stars no problem with like just pick the right counters. Ah, oh, it's a good feeling. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some great achievements, and uh, you've made great progress in just five months. Way to go! And thanks for your response. This week's Poke Poll is what is your one big goal for 2022? Be sure to write it down. We'll do a follow up Poke Poll in the middle of the year and at the end. Chris is lying. We are not going to remember to do that. I'm writing it down right now. We're going to remember to do it. I'm going to put is it in the calendar. Is there space in this book that we will not lose it by the end of the year? It's an, I'm doing this one in a different book so I can rip it out because it's going to be different. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And do we want to specify this is a one big goal pertaining to Pokemon Go in some capacity? Oh yeah. Yeah. So of we course. just want to, just just to clarify that it wasn't in the initial wording, huh? And it could. I mean, if you have more than one, that's fine. I have, I think, two lined up. So actually, I have three lined up. You know what? I think one of my goals, and I'm just thinking about this right now. It's a terrible goal. It's never going to happen. But we should try it. I want 10 million Stardust at the end of next year. I have 4 million right now, but I'm most certainly going to spend plenty of that over the course of this year. That's a good, that was mine last year. What is level 21? Ace, right? That's Ace in GBL. Yes, sure is. I want to hit Ace in at least one season by next year. Preferably more, but we're going to find out. There's going to be a more concerted effort to play during the non master league weeks. All right. So I've got for you for the year for 2022, Kyle, 
10 million stardust and hit ace and gbl mm-hmm. okay ready for mine yep all right level 50 and i did the math i need to do 60 million experience this year okay you could do that it's about 138k a day until december 31st a day yeah a day yeah you, you could do that I, I probably think, could. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so, that sounds like a lot, but then we have two weeks in a row with three times catch experience. So that's 800,000 a day right there. Right. That's, that's pretty much a million. Yeah. So that, that right. cuts so, off a week for each of those days. Yeah. I'm going to uh, keep track of this in a spreadsheet because I'm also going to be tracking. I want to hatch 3,000 eggs this year. That's a lot of eggs. Okay. Well, that's not too much. That's, that's a lot of eggs. When your and lifetime then, achievement is 9,000. Yeah. And your account's five years old. That's true. But I only started really hatching eggs in the past couple of years. Okay. Well, uh, Niantic will enjoy your credit card information. (laughs) And this one is going hand in hand with this for 20 of the weeks this year. I want to hit 50 kilometers walked 20 of them at least. Okay. So those are my three goals. I'm gonna make a spreadsheet and and track it so I can uh, keep it up to date. But anyway, Dear listener, we'd love to know what your goals are for this year, even if it's just one big one. Please let us know. The question this week is, what is your one big goal for 2022? Be sure to write it down because we'll follow up in the middle of the year and at the end. Uh, You can give us your responses by sending us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. If you're a patron of ours, we have a patron Discord channel just set up for this Pokepole in particular. Um, or Pokepoles in particular, I should say, you can answer there. Or if you'd like to do it the old-fashioned way, you can send an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com, and then we'll get that response here on the show. Now, that being said, uh, before we get to anything email or voicemail related, we do have to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi, who this week have yet another great edition of the PvP Corner for us. They're going to be talking about their thoughts on the upcoming Sinnoh Cup, which Kyle's excited about and a deep dive into Team Go Rocket, just, I think, generally. So, enjoy. Hi, I'm Fish on Ahita. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that runs the Sylph Corporation. DeFi, what is going on in PvP right now? Well, we are currently in Master League and Master League Classic, and Fish, you're not going to believe it. I've been playing Master League. Way, nice. How have you been going? Good. It's been Master League Classic specifically. I had a really fun stream with final boss AJ, who is my team captain for my self-faction, and she's amazing. She actually created a team that she affectionately calls Blowhole, which is Kyogre Double Charm with Gardevoir and Togekiss, I believe. So I found that to be charming and funny. I tried <laughs> double charm and I actually tanked like 300 points. Oh. So that went really poorly. But I did find a team that I like more than double charm. It's Metagross, Togekiss, and Lugia. Metagross catches a lot of the um, Zacian and Dialga in the lead and does pretty well against that. Um, some other Pokemon that I'm seeing a lot in Master League, I see a lot of monkeys, Zaroots. Um, I see Togekiss a lot. There's a lot of Melmetal and some rather just fun and interesting picks too. So 
yeah, I've been playing Masterly Classic. I actually built four Pokemon recently for it. I built my Garchomp, um, my 98% Lucky up to level 40. I built my Lugia, my 98%. I built my Perfect Sylveon and my Perfect Togekiss. So lots and lots of maxed out to 40 Pokemon for Master League Classic that are ready for me for team building. I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. I think I'm going to run that Metagross Togekiss Lugia team for Go Battle Day on January 8th. You're growing up, DeFi. I know. I'm maturing. <laughs> I'm maturing into Master League. I've been just patiently waiting for Sinnoh Cup to start. Um, I just, I still don't have the Pokemon to even really compete in master league even attempt it i've got three master league pokemon built i think one of them is a hundo um the others are woefully under um and and because i don't raid particularly often i just don't have anything that's worth building right what i really would love to build is a zash and it's doing mm-hmm. so well in master league but i didn't rate it very hard so i don't have a good one at all to build i don't have a dialga so i'm kind yeah. of running into that problem too where if i don't take the time and raid the pokemon while it's out i don't necessarily have it then so that's something that's going to definitely require a shift in focus as i try to continue in master league classic yeah and i do feel like uh IVs are more important in Master League than they are in Great League and Ultra League. In Great League especially, uh, people have asked me, like, oh, I've, I've got a uh, a Jellicent, but it's rank 1003, <laughs> um, so I haven't built it yet. And I'm like, D- yeah, go ahead. Like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um, but with Master League, uh, the moment you drop below the hundo, you start losing out on some matchups. So it's, it's, I think it's more important there. Right, especially because the Master League Classic meta is so narrow. There's maybe like 15 meta-relevant mm-hmm. Pokemon in total, where in Open Great League there's so many more Right, that you run into the mirror match more often. And for the mirror, you want to have that perfect. So again, something something to consider. So I'm, I'm only currently powering up 98s and perfects. Um, nothing, nothing else. So I know, Fish, you said that you're patiently waiting for Sinnoh Cup to start. Ha- do you have any new thoughts on Sinnoh Cup uh, that since we talked last week? Just one. Um, I'm, I've kind of pulled back a little bit on Glyscore because I found out that you need to land a bait for it to beat Bastiodon. Otherwise, Bastiodon will actually end up beating it. So I either land an Earthquake at the start or bait them and then land the earthquake afterwards but it's not as reliable a win as what i originally thought fair enough i still think glyscore is going to be really really good so fish i watched a pretty exciting stream recently that you held it was for gym breakers and you managed to get that thing working through a power (laughs) outage can you i feel like we need to hype you up as someone who kept the production going through a power outage. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so um, Palatown PvP, the um, Twitch and YouTube channels, have been responsible for the last couple of months for streaming the semi-final of the Gym Breakers World Cup tournament. And so we were doing the Glacial Cup this time, and about, I don't know, uh, three sets in, my house had a total power blackout. So the stream went offline. I lost contact with all the casters. I had to reconnect my 
laptop to the internet using my mobile Wi-Fi hotspot. And um, that enabled me to get back online just long enough to explain to the casters and to the audience what had happened. Uh, The battery was getting absolutely murdered from the strain of, you know, pulling all these camera feeds and string and uh, having all these things plugged into it. So the battery wasn't going to last very long. So we did one more set uh, before I was like, okay, the battery's not going to last anymore. (laughs) I'm going to have to end the stream here. Wait for the power to come back on. And hopefully it comes back on soon enough that people haven't gone to bed. (laughs) Luckily it did. A couple of the casters had to leave because they had other commitments, but we did have two of our casters remaining. They were good enough to power through all the sets on their own because it's a long stream. So there was a lot of sets to do. They must've been very tired at the end of it. Uh, But in the end, it was a very, very fun stream um, despite all the issues. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I would have just panicked (laughs) if that happened to me. (laughs) All right, last quick thing we want to mention. I'm sure that Chris and Kyle did a great job talking about it already, but that extra Bulbasaur community day is really exciting. I've heard a little bit of complaining about it online, but I think it's just a wholly positive thing. Frenzy Plant Venusaur is so good in Great League and Ultra League. A little squishy in Master League Classic, but Great League and Ultra League Venusaur is a staple and it needs Frenzy Plant. So I just love that this gives newer players who maybe weren't around March 2018 or maybe just were, didn't, weren't able to play that day. It gives those players an opportunity to get a really good Venusaur and be able to put Frenzy Plant on it. So I see this as just an only positive <laughs> We still have no word yet on the January Invitational, if it is indeed an Invitational like it was last year. So just uh, sitting around, twiddling our thumbs. Once once we get that <laughs> word from Sylph, we will report on that. But uh, in the meantime, we, we got actually no Sylph info for you, no Sylph content, which is weird. Very. So... Let's just go into our deep dive, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about rocket leaders. Fish, why on earth would we care? Why would we talk about rocket leaders on this segment? Well, rocket leaders, as you would know if you have attempted one in the past, has a very PvP-heavy element. It uses the same kind of system as player-versus-player battles do, and... The Rocket Leaders have been out for a while. We did have this on the kind of list of things we wanted to cover, but then other things kind of happened, and that meant we never got around to it. We thought, well, we've got a week where not much else has changed, so let's go back to this. Also, Shadows are are very relevant in PvP as well, so getting those Shadow Pokemon uh, can help you build your arsenal to take into your player versus player battles. Even though I personally don't use shadows. I did, though, in my Master League Classic sets. You know what I saw, Fish? Nope. Tell me. A purified Mewtwo. Oh, no. (laughs) So that means someone took their shadow Mewtwo and purified it. Uh... And I just laughed when I saw it because I know so many people who would get just would cringe at the sight. Big shout out to the Sylph Road. They do a lot of regular research into Team Go Rocket. 
and they keep a regular database of what all the different rocket grunts have, what the rocket leaders have, the, um, what Giovanni has. And they do a really, really good job of keeping track of all that. I also found Pokemon.com has an article about the current leaders, Sierra, Arlo, and Cliff, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't realize Pokemon.com had information about Pokemon Go on it, but you learn something every day. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Um, I also want to throw Pokebattler.com in there. Um, they have uh, very good simulation tools that will tell you exactly which Pokemon are the best for taking on each individual rocket leader Pokemon. Um, I don't think I saw anything about like which Pokemon are best at taking on their whole team, but for individual Pokemon, yeah, that like can't get any better than that. Before we dive into kind of the individual, each rocket leader and what they have in good counters, Fish, what are some really good general tips for people who maybe want to beat the Rocket Leaders or maybe challenge themselves to be able to beat the Rocket Leaders with maybe 2,500 <laughs> CP Pokemon and under only, or Great League Pokemon only? Yeah, because that is uh, a requirement for level 50. So if you are at that stage, then that might be helpful for you. So the b biggest one for me is using Pokemon that get to their charge moves really, really fast. So uh, things like uh, uh, Pokemon with Power Up Punch, with Night Slash, which, with Leaf Blade, and, and uh, things like that. Uh, low energy charge moves or really fast charging fast moves. Because as you may have heard, the leader's Pokemon pause for a couple of seconds after a charge move is used. They also pause for a couple of seconds after a new Pokemon is brought in. So if you switch out of your Pokemon into another Pokemon, they will pause for two seconds and allow your Pokemon a bit of a chance to build up to that first charge move. And then, of course, you know, you throw that charge move and it pauses for another two seconds. So you can really use that to your advantage. I would even often switch my Pokemon out when it's about to faint, because normally when the Pokemon comes back in later, that allows me the opportunity to get one more charge move off before it actually faints. All right, Sierra starts us off. She is currently running Nidoran Female in the front. That's the only Pokemon that can possibly be there. In her second slot could either be a Beedrill, a Slowbro, or a Vileplume. And her Ace, her last Pokemon, is either going to be a Houndoom, a Marowak, or a Nidoqueen. So... Fish, what would be some Pokemon that would work kind of in general for the whole team? So I don't think there's any one Pokemon that can beat all seven of those options. So what I would recommend is maybe going in and seeing what they have. Maybe you'd have to lose the first time, but then after that, you're armed with the information of what they actually have and you can build your team from there. Like, um, one option that I thought was really good against a lot of those Pokemon was actually Whiskash, which is a weird one because Whiskash is uh, typically a great league Pokemon. It doesn't really get to a very high CP, but with that Mudshot and Mud Bomb combination, the ground type resisting poison type moves, it I, th I think it actually plays very well. I do remember beating a Rocket Leader once with a Whiskash. That's awesome. I can just see Whiskash flopping around with that silly <laughs> grin on its face, knocking those shadows down. <laughs> go, Whiskash, go. Of course, it will not do well against the Vileplume, and it also won't do particularly well against the Slowbro. So um, 
there are other options you can get. I think um, Skarmory is actually going to be really good against Vileplume because it double resists the Razor Leaf and the Acid that um, Vileplume can have. Psystrike Mewtwo, for if you, if you want to get back to Master League type Pokemon, Psystrike uh, Mewtwo will do well against uh, a lot of those poison type Pokemon, such as Vileplume. Ho-Oh can double resist the Razor Leaf of the Vileplume as well and will resist ground type moves that Marowak and Nidoqueen would have. But if you are going to use a Ho-Oh, make sure you burn the shields first with another Pokemon because if you're running Ho-Oh, you really want to make sure those Brave Birds land unshielded. For sure. And remember, rocket leaders use their shields. The grunts don't. Mm-hmm. So that is also something to just remember. Uh, Swampert is also one other option that, that does the same job as Whiskash, uh, but is able to get to a much higher CP, so can probably give a bit more damage output, I guess. Maybe survive a little longer. Swampert's pretty squishy too, though. Relatively. I don't think it's as squishy as it seems. I think it does have a bit of bulk to it. All right, next up is Arlo. Arlo in the first position has Gligar. And so thinking about Gliscor coming up for Sinnoh Cup. In the second slot, Arlo's either going to have Cradilly, Lapras, or Mawile. And then Arlo's ace and final Pokemon is either going to be a Scizor, a Gardevoir, or a Snorlax. And so for this one, I think uh, a lot of people default to Milmetal and Machamp as their rocket leader counters and i think they work quite well here melmetal will do really well against the gliger the cradilly the lapras the marwile as long as the marwile is not running firefang it'll do well against sizor gardevoir and snorlax one thing i haven't mentioned yet is that it actually helps for a lot of these pokemon to be double moved because the melmetal for example does particularly well against a lot of these pokemon running Rock Slide and Superpower. So having a second move will actually be helpful for a lot of these. Here's another option, Gengar. Again, with the double move, getting to those Shadow Punches very, very quickly, it'll build up a lot of energy, which it can use to burn those shields very, very quickly. You'll have a ton of energy remaining for the rest of the team and looking at the rest of this team i think you'll actually for a second move get the most use out of focus blast if anyone out there has ever been focus blasted by a gengar let me know because it is a kick to the pride (laughs) where you just unshield a focus blast from gengar and you're not ready for it it's painful but it feels so good if you are on the side of the gengar and you get to focus blast someone and they're not ready for it oh, it man. literally one shots a snorlax in ultra league that's so good <laughs> i know right <laughs> all right last leader is cliff cliff is currently running grimer in the front second pokemon is either going to be venusaur machamp or crobat and cliff's ace is either going to be tyranitar charizard or even potentially arcanine And I think Swampert works pretty well here. Again, that ground typing to resist any poison damage from the Grimer or fire damage from the Charizard or Arcanine. Uh, Mewtwo also does really well. Um, Mewtwo will be able to apply super effective damage to the Grimer, the Venusaur, the Machamp, and the Crobat. So that's those first two lines completely taken care of. If they have T-Tar as the third, you've got to get the Mewtwo out of there. But, uh, I mean... 
if it's running a second move and it happens to be Focus Blast, <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and Psycho Cut is obviously very, very fast charging, so uh, you want to use that as your fast move there. And here's another one, Rhyperior. Now, Rhyperior does break that rule a little bit of getting to its moves fast, but its typing offensively and defensively I think work pretty well against this line. So you've got different options. Smackdown will beat the Crobat and the Charizard very handily. Mudshot will be really, really good against the Grimer and the Tyranitar. Uh, with Against Arcanine, you can use either Smackdown or Mudshot. doesn't really matter. Also, one more option, Excadrill, I feel, will handle all of those except for Machamp and Venusaur. And again, Excadrill will need the two moves, Drill Run and Rock Slide. With that combination, they can take on everything except the Machamp and the Venusaur. So with that, we really hope that you are armed with some good information about each of the leaders and maybe some tips about how to beat them with your fully maxed out level 40 and 50 Pokemon or even try to challenge yourself and win with Ultra League level Pokemon or Great League level Pokemon if you want to as well. Which can be done. We can attest to it. We can vouch for it. Certainly. It can be done. If you have any questions, always let us know. Before we wrap up the show here, shameless plugs. Uh, just wanted to note, I again, I stream Spotlight Hour on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock p.m. CST. Uh, my Twitch channel, DeFiE250. Uh, also, my Twitter is definitely where I'm most active. I just wanted to point that out because I did a couple of my Master League sets on my stream lately. I try to commit to that once a week streaming of Spotlight Hour, but... I'm going to try. I'm going to make an effort to stream my Go Battle League sets a little bit more often. We've both got something coming up, which is on January 22. The team is back together. Fish and I are shoutcasting a Pokemon Go PvP tournament on January 22nd. It is going to be at 12 p.m. EST. It's called Battle for the Lumiverse. It's being put on through Switch Masters and going to be on the Victory Road Twitch channel, which is run by Miss Mystic, who is a fantastic human <laughs> being. And... Yeah, it's just kind of a really interesting meta, kind of like good versus evil, uh, shadow Pokemon versus non-shadows, and just some really interesting things in the meta. One other thing with Palatown is we've got someone new joining the stream team. There is a woman named Mama Climbs who is fairly new to PvP, but she has just dived completely into the PvP community. She's a listener to GoCast. Hi, Mama Climbs. Um, she's also part of the BTW podcast patron Discord. She's also in the Pallet Town Discord, and she will be starting uh, around mid-January to stream some of her GBL sets on the Pallet Town channel. So really excited to have her as part of the team. In closing, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fisher and myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects, to things like my Twitter, my Twitch, or Pallet Town PvP Discord and Twitch channel, all those good things. But with that, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Fish and DeFi E. Another great PvP corner segment. Kyle, you said you were excited about Sinnoh Cup. Which Pokemon are you looking forward to running? Uh, the team I'm currently thinking about running is Bastiodon, Gastrodon, and Frostlass. Gastrodon, huh? Yeah. 
I don't have a very good one, but it's it's a fun Pokemon to use. So I oh. well that you won't really get a chance to use. So why not take the chance? I guess and so. if that doesn't work, I'm going to try uh, with Lucario in its place instead. Ooh, do you have a good PvP Lucario? No, I mean, it's it's not great. But I mean, they're all hatched, so they're all not that great. Yeah, that is but, completely uh, fair. Good point. All right, Mr. Kyle, I think we're in the second to last episode. We're in the second to last segment here uh, before goals. Between here and goals, there's something named, I don't remember what it's called. It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And one voicemail. We've got one voicemail. We're going to listen to that first. Uh, we were not provided a name, so your guess is as good as ours. Yes, I was just calling um, about your podcast last week. And I wanted to say that um, Kyle is spot on. Those of us that, especially uh, shiny hunters, would pay lots of dust to get rid of that silly bow or that costume <laughs> because now I've got three little cubs with post-nasal drip that are shiny that I would like to have a big bear oh, that's shiny with wristing best face but I don't I can't get that so I think he's got the right idea I would pay a amount of stardust in order to get rid of that. And um, also, just as a side note, why does Kumchu look like someone has strangled him with his own snot strength? <laughs> Very odd choice for his face. Love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye. That is a good question. I I was under the impression that the post-nasal drip and the looking like he's choking on his own snot was just because he was cold. <laughs> I think I think the idea is that, but like it's very funny because then bear ticks tur- it turns into a beard. So like they've got two slightly different themes going on there with the same concept. Motif. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, th- thank you for the voicemail and thanks for uh, for agreeing with Kyle. Kyle, I guess, yeah, like maybe like 10 grand Stardust and just drop the bow or something like. I mean, on a, honestly, you could make it a lot more and I don't think people would even care in, no. in terms of shiny. They just want the option. If it was 50K, people would still be like, all right, sure. Yeah, they would, they, sure. would, they would do it. They absolutely would. But thank you very much for the voicemail. I'm sorry. I don't know who sent it, but thank you very much. First emails from Nine Thistles, and they said, hello, Chris, Kyle, Fish, and DeFi. Let me introduce myself real quick. My name is Nine Thistles, and I've been listening to this here podcast since around episode 30 or so. I've only recently joined the Discord, and I regret not joining sooner. What a wonderful community you all have grown. I've been a longtime Pokemon fan. My first game was Yellow, and Pokemon Go has cemented itself in my daily life since it came out. I'm sending this email to thank y'all. I look forward to new episodes every week, and I get a great kick out of everyone's dynamic. Fish and DeFi, I enjoy listening to your segment, even though I'm not into PvP myself. I'm secretly a casual peasant who somehow made it to level 43, and PvP is a bit too competitive for my taste. But I like learning more about the game and the communities around it. Chris and Kyle, I enjoy listening to your perspective and opinions in the game. You guys make my morning commute less lonely. Especially when one or both of you start cracking up about something. Y'all have infectious laughter. And hey, someday we'll play some TFT together. Looking forward to it. 
You bet. Absolutely. Just scheduling is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to all of you for this podcast. I'm sending this email as close to midnight as I can. Y'all are in the future. And also, I can't stay up till midnight like I used to. To wish you all good vibes for the new year. I look forward to what the podcast has in store and all the bonkers things that we'll all get up to in the game. Take care. Nine thistles. Thanks so much for the email. I can definitely relate, by the way, to the casual peasant somehow being level 43. Um, I'm right there, just at level 44. <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder to be casual and, and get to level 45, though. It <laughs> Although, is. It's hard to justify saying you're casual when you've gotten to level 44 at that point. I don't know. Even 43. Like- that's a lot of experience. Most people who probably are actually casual at this game have not hit 40 yet. I just like don't know what that means anymore. My perspective is so skewed because you and I are steeped in such a culture of people that play a lot. And so like casually playing for me is like, oh, I only played three hours of community day instead of six. Yeah, no, no. Casual playing is. Oh, community day is today. I'm going to go out for an hour and play. Yeah. At least that's my personal opinion. Obviously, this it's all it's all varied, but. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As long as you get enjoyment out of the game, it doesn't matter how much you play at all. 100%. I feel like we've said that from the get go. And it's it's the great part about go is you can enjoy it at all levels of commitment, which you can't say about a lot of games. Some games require you to put in a base level to get the joy out. Time or money. One of those two. Mm -hmm. And Pokemon Go does not require either of those. I mean, it benefits from both of those, but it doesn't require it. So that's kind of nice. But uh, also, thank you for all the kind things you said. Nice thistle, nine thistles. Appreciate it. You're the best. Next one is from Oliver. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Oliver here, finally joining Team Email. I was listening to some old episodes of the podcast where you were talking about quality of life features for Pokemon Go, and I thought about some I would like to see in Pokemon Go. One button that lets you skip the raid countdown if everyone coming to the raid has already joined. Two. A button to skip the egg hatching animation. Well, now you can just kind of like tap and it, it's faster. Yeah, it, it doesn't quite skip it, but it's it's much better now. <laughs> it's better. It's better than it used to be. I, I don't restart my app instead of waiting for them to hatch. Now I actually go through them. It's nice. I also have some goals for 2022. One, get to level 40. Right now I'm level 28. Last year's goal was level 30, but I was unable to play as much as I wanted to. Number two, I want to get a solid Master League team and get to rank 15 at least once. Number three, I just want to play more Pokemon Go in general. (laughs) Have a good 2022. Shiny vibes all. Oliver. By the way, not sorry for the long email. (laughs) Not a long email. Oliver, congratulations on level 28. Don't don't get down on yourself, but not hitting 30. It's all about like we were just saying. It's all about the the journey as long as you're enjoying it. Um, but I think hitting level 40 this year, that's quite the task. I hope you're yeah. I hope you're ready for it. That'll that, be a lot of fun. Good that's luck. a doozy. Start sending those gifts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> friendship bonuses will be a big, big help. And uh if the friendship system isn't available to you, just make sure you catch a handful of Pokemon every day. It'll add up real quick, especially if you get those excellent throws. Mm-hmm. Those don't exist. Those are those are lies created by big Pokemon. Big Niantic, big Pokemon. (laughs) Just Snorlax. No, no, like like that episode where it's the the giant Dragonite. Oh, the tower, the lighthouse one? Yeah. Yeah. Not the island of giant Pokemon that are actually robots. 
Yeah, no, not not that one. Not that one. It's different. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, thank you for the email. Last email is from the one, the only Mitch. And he said, hello, Chris and Kyle. Long time, no email. Unfortunately, life got in the way of many things, most unfortunate of which was sending in emails to interact with this lovely community. I'm home and have been done with school for a while. For reasons unknown to me, I have been going back and playing all of the old Skylander games. (laughs) I have a ton of figures now. Help. They outnumber me by a lot. Trigger Happy is absolutely the best Skylander. I'm going to need to see a list before I can make judgment. But he was telling me all about it. I got to meet up with Mitch for oh, community no. day and uh, he was telling me all about how now that they're like discontinued, he's just like buying up a bunch of old Skylander stuff. And on a quick tangent before we finish the rest of the Mitch's email, I'm very lucky that I was just outside of the age of Skylanders. I think I was, you know, just starting college when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. If I'd been a teenager, that game would have hooked me real bad with the collectible figure oh, yeah. thing it oh yeah 100 percent. i would have had all of them dude do you remember the show metabots oh yeah dude, dude. i love metabots <laughs> i love, I love metabots that show too. if they had had a game like skylanders but it was metabots and you could like buy the pieces and put them together and put them on a base and customize it in battle i i we would not be here i would not be doing anything <laughs> else but that still they <laughs> i think they tried to feature something like that when they announced the xbox one with some like a spaceship figure game and then i think it just died but yeah yeah that one that looked cool we're, we're gonna move on though because this is this is dangerous territory <laughs> especially because now at this time i actually have disposable income unlike back when skylines was a thing right so we were children yeah <laughs> well we were adults with very very little money it was that time between we're like you're an adult but you still don't have money yet <laughs> yeah exactly but back to mitch's email Pogo-wise, I've been rather laid back outside of putting in an embarrassing amount of money to remote raid passes for shiny Reshiram. After about 50 raids, I got both Reshiram and Zekrom shinies in the same raid hour, which was nice. Chris and I also are shiny Kiram twins. Community day in December is just gravy because I played most community days this year already and playing with friends is great. Thanks for doing what you do, guys, and don't ever stop. We appreciate you. Shiny vibes all. Cook's gravy. Goals will be forthcoming. <laughs> he sent this email a few weeks ago, so <laughs> I, I haven't seen the goals since. So, Mitch, where are the goals at, man? Come on. <laughs> I guess we haven't had an episode, so you've gotten an extension. All right, but thank you very much for the email, Mitch. As per usual, I believe we're going to have Mitch on the show here soon once he gets back uh, to school where his his microphone cable is. <laughs> All righty. So let's wrap up the show here. If you, dear listener, would like to send in an email like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to call in and leave a voicemail, like we also had an example of this show, you can call 262-586-7717 and leave a voicemail there. Thank you for doing so if you do. You can also visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, not our only, but our only active social media account <laughs> at GoCast Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, but don't. I don't update them. Just don't do it. Patreon. You can help support the show monetarily if you so choose. 
uh, via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCast podcast, where $1 a month gets you access to our best perk, which is the Discord, uh, the patron Discord, essentially, where we do raids, hang out, talk about other video games, uh, you know, uh, share memes, you know, the sky's the limit, those usual sorts of things. But if monetary support is not in the cards for you, just not something you can do, uh, but you still want to support the show, you can, of course, leave us a review on your uh, podcatching app of choice. Not all of them, but we did just get a new one that has reviews. Yes, Spotify finally, <laughs> finally put a review system in their platform. Now, it's a little confusing, so let me tell you. First of all, to my knowledge, you can only leave reviews on the mobile version of the app. Um, and secondly, you have to have listened to one episode at least in order to leave a review on Spotify. So if you have not listened to us on Spotify but are looking to leave a review on Spotify, I believe you can just track through it and then until the end of the episode and then leave a review. Anyway, it's a whole thing. So you had to put a little bit more effort, but it's finally there. And it's only stars, no written reviews. How strange. But there is better than nothing. That's true. That's true. I also can't scream about it at the end of every episode now. So Yahoo. (laughs) Good for everybody's mental health, I suppose. But speaking of reviews, we did get one uh, from Big Marcus 999. This was on Apple Podcasts and it's titled Wow. And it reads, I never found a podcast like this one. It gives me info about all the stuff that happens in the game. Also, I like hearing about all the events. Sounds like Big Marcus 999. You and the two of us get along just fine because that's what we do this show for. Absolutely. So glad that you're getting value out of it as such. Before we do goals, let's give a shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Cyprian Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Modders, and Devante. Thank you very, very much for your generous support of this show and helping us keep the digital lights on all right mr kyle we just got one more thing to do and then i promise i'll let you go and it sets some goals for next week now we don't need to set community day goals because we'll record before that Hmm. but what are some other things you're going to be doing this week playing pokemon go <laughs> okay i mean that's a is a joke but not a joke because i want to just make a concerted effort to play but as we mentioned Sinnoh cup starts tomorrow right that that is that is a thing so tomorrow afternoon or whatever mm-hmm. uh so i want to make a concerted effort to do Sinnoh cup i'm gonna say 30 matches by the time we record and hopefully that i actually end up enjoying Sinnoh cup we'll see it may actually be terrible even though on paper it sounds like i might like it that's kind of there's nothing there's nothing else really happening right now and it's gonna be real cold this week all right i'm gonna well see that's the problem it's it's in like or it's only like four days away so it's weird to set like a walking or an egg hatching thing but i'm at i've literally hatched two eggs this week so let's say let's say 20 by the time we record next okay we're just gonna keep the goals real simple for this week that sounds good for me uh, for my goals, I've got 1 million experience, 50 eggs, and one shiny. I'm going to try to get out and walk a whole bunch before we record next. I, you know, Today was the first day I was not quarantined, and that walk was amazing. So my goal this year is to walk a whole lot more, and that means hatch a whole lot more eggs as well. <laughs> so, Yahoo. All right, we'll see you guys uh, next week for episode 175. Thanks so much for listening all the way through. 
And uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.